runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 89 with guest Mark Manassi. Recorded Monday, November 24th, 2008. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. Hey, this is Richard Campbell from Run As Radio. I'm here at Dev Connections, although this would really be sort of the IT connection side of this Dev Connections. Windows Connections. Windows, Windows Connections is those dev dweebs. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to get that regular intro out of this, am I, Mark? There's just no oh, way. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just glad somebody sorry. else thinks bad Mark, bad, bad. <laughs> Can we restrain the guest, please? Oh, okay. Mark, uh, Greg, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. You flew in last night. Yeah. Only you're flying out tonight. And boy, are my arms tired. Boy, are your arms tired. Okay, that's yeah. that's as good as you've got. Okay, okay. I'm going to go back to Mark. Everybody actually, just everybody just stopped listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, and Mark, you've been. I got Mark Manassi in the room. Welcome, sir. We have spanned continents together. We have spanned continents. Last week, yeah, we not saw sir? you last week in Barcelona. Barcelona. We were all in Spain last week. And, and Barcelona. And we're in, in Vegas Spain. now. You didn't stop at Tech at Beijing like, uh, like Riley did, right? I, I touched uh, base at Virginia Beach, which oh. is where I call my legal residence. Actually, which, my real residence is row 12 on the I. I'll exit row if I can get it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And your seat changes every flight. Uh, did you, what'd you do? Laundry and then flew out again? You know, that's exactly that's it. Exactly we, we, what we I did. We got in, we, we, we slept late or tried to sleep late. Vegas is not good for that here because, you know, first of all, the air pressure, we're like almost a mile high. Yep. And the air pressure's low and there's no water in the air. And so I will wake up in the middle of the night like I'm on Mars. There's, there's no air pressure. There's no, I'm going to die. I'm dying. I'm just going to die. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's to, that and the quart of vodka you ate and drank the night before, too. I have to, you know, call, actually, I behave myself better here because... Because you're already suffering. Something we don't know who live at sea level. Yeah. Is the further high you go, the easier it is to get tanked. Yeah. Like the magazine I write for, Windows IT Pro magazine, which everyone should listen to. That's windowsitpro.com. Uh, <laughs> you read it? Which <laughs> listening to a magazine seems kind of boring. I'm just uh, saying. You know, we have the occasional audio thing. I keep trying to convince them to let me speak my columns and do them as podcasty sorts of things. But there's so the sarcasm things. comes through. That'd be good. I think I, I think we call it irony, okay. first of all, and insight. But um, <laughs> at that magazine, oh, we used to do these editorial conferences where we'd all get together for, you know, that was back when IT had money. Right. And one time they took us to Estes Park, which I think is like about... Colorado. I'm looking at Amy. How many feet? 9,000 feet. That's pretty high. And uh, then they fed us alcohol just to see what would happen to the people from sea level. <laughs> that was a whole lot of fun, you know. Because the, the Boulderites that are there, they live at 5,000. They are so used to it. They're sort of ready for that yeah. and that sort of thing, you know. It was That's hilarious. Uh, it was great fun. So, uh, yeah, this is a great place to um, stay up all the time. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it for days now. So if I, if I, if I, if you're a little punchy, if I lose my train in a sentence, then we or know why. You'll get me started anybody. again. What, uh, what have you been talking about here? What do they do? Um, stuff in the past I'm not as good at as stuff in the future because the past has happened. From, <laughs> and it can you be know, proven. from some kind of point of view. Let me ask my iPhone. Oh, I did a keynote. I was going to do a keynote on like server 2008. How did, now that Longhorn's here, how did they do that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. And those do pretty well because, you know, honestly, my keynote is what's new in Windows. Right. 
But on a time like this, I'm screwed because they, they shipped Server 2008, and in theory, we weren't going to have Windows 7 until like 2012. Right. Which means I'm dancing for the next three years for good keynote, you know, fodder. You know, unless Microsoft's done something really stupid, there's not, you know, much to, to talk about. But it sounds then, like seven's coming two weeks ago, now. yeah. Well, it was actually astounding because we yeah. were uh, in Barcelona and I had looked, I was only there, there to speak, and I, I looked at the, the schedule because I like to take sessions while I'm there to learn stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was like stuff I knew. Not that they weren't bad sessions, just stuff I knew. And they had been hiding the real schedule from us right. because the Windows 7 stuff was there, but they couldn't talk about it. They didn't want to let anything leak. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so I had looked two weeks beforehand, and I got to Barcelona, and I looked at the schedule builder, and I'm like, holy crap, there's all this Windows 7 stuff. So I spent about a day and a half sitting in Windows 7 stuff, you know, scratching down as much as I could and playing around with my little copy of it. And so I got in, and again, no, had no sleep because of jet lag. The night before my talk, I got up at like 1.00. And I just wrote for the next few hours. You were I inspired. Went, I went straight downstairs and I did it. And there weren't as many jokes as there normally would be because I didn't, I wasn't on my game, but I, I think I got a lot of information out. And for those people who are kind enough to join me at 8 a.m. Oh man. On a Tuesday morning, I think it was kind of, kind of worthwhile. So, that so what do you fun. love about Windows 7? I think Windows 7 is, Windows 7 should be Windows 7 subtitle. We were just kidding about Vista. What Microsoft did that I think was a big, big mistake was, first of all, let's clarify. I like Vista. I'm sorry. I'm the only one that likes it. I get no, it. I like, like, I like yeah. it too. Like, yeah. I, no, I, but I, you I don't get back. emails from people saying, you know, I've been reading your books for 20 years and I used to like you, but that's you true. like Vista. So, so there must be like something you. wrong with you. I don't you like well, you. Well, that's, you anymore. sold out to the man. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. really the only reason that I don't write books. Because <laughs> okay. yeah, the hate mail is just painful. It's too well, hard. I it's just awful. figure that, you know, I mean, if we're going to pick on Microsoft about stuff, a stop clock is right twice a day. So at some point, though, they, they, nice. have, they have to get it right. So here's the thing, right, is that maybe I have too long of a memory. But I remember on 25 October 2001 when XP came out yeah. that there was a deafening yawn. Oh, yeah. It was sort of like, okay, 2000 <laughs> had come out, what, 18 months beforehand? Yeah. yeah. A lot of folks were still on 2000 Professional. And yep. the idea was, oh, and you open it up and you say, oh, oh, look, Windows 2000 with the Fisher Price interface. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what they <laughs> said. Like the Play School version of the Play School UI on it. And honestly, I normally do seminars. I'll do a two day seminar if I find that's the sweet spot yeah. about how to technically support server or desktop or whatever. I didn't launch my XP uh, class for 18 months after XP because wow. no one was using it. Nobody cared. Which is why I'm astounded that Vista ships, what was it, February something of 06 or right. 07? Yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was like the, uh, well, the, the Enterprise. was November. Yeah, right, right November. But I, I and think then the, the real one was like January, yeah, February. January, February. No, you're right, and they right. dribbled it out. It was like, if you're a cool person, you got it November. Oh, that's if right. you're an Enterprise, volume you got licensing it like 15 got it December, first, you know? and then, yeah, that was... Well, I, and I always thought the pressure online. there was the volume licensing agreements because those all things all have five-year terms on them. Right. And November 2006 was... Right. Five years. That's, a, that's, that, that, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that really pushed them. But I mean, the big thing was that people saying, you know, it's slow and there's no drivers. I'm like, did you guys just join the game? Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, NT4 ran pretty slow in 1996, in July of 96 when it RTM. Yeah. And it, it just kind of grew into its, its, into its hardware. Well, in and 2002, 2000 was such a jump from NT4. And we had yeah, driver huge. problems. We yeah, had performance huge. problems. We had just gotten over Y2K. Yeah. And a big thing happened because... You know, we're used to in the Windows world big revolutions every 18 months. Right. And all of a sudden everybody kind of held their breath for four years for a lot of reasons. And so we, we IT guys have been saying, I, I need new hardware, I need new hardware, I need new software every 18 months. Right, say, right. Oh, IT guys say must have it. 
<laughs> we, we did the lockdown for Y2K, and all of a sudden, the boss looked around and said, first of all, no bridges fell down. Yeah, nobody died. <laughs> nobody died, <laughs> which right. astounded me. You know, I, it I astounded you that nobody died, or you astounded me you astounded you the managers I, noticed? I wrote a book uh, yes. about the software industry <laughs> called The Software Conspiracy, uh, you know, basically why software companies are making bad crap and what you can do for you and what you can do about it. I remember. And it came out in the fall of 1999, just before Y2K. And so I got a lot of radio station and TV stuff that I did for the next few months. The De- December of 1999, I was on a radio station or television station every single day because they needed, uh, okay, you don't live near the, the, where I live, where we have hurricanes. Right. And so when the hurricanes show up, there's always a hurricane guy. It's like nightly news doesn't have just two people. There's the hurricane guy they go over for, right. for like five minutes on the hour. I was the Y2K hurricane guy on New Year's Eve of 2000. Every five minutes, he's talking about how, what part of the world is dying. It was like every, every 20 minutes, I would, I, yeah. I would come on. And the, the, the thing is, when most people were spending that most important New Year's, I was getting a little sleep because I was going to be at the, at the TV station at 4 a.m. It was such a non-event. Well, that, so here was the whole point. So the whole point is that for, in the beginning of December, if somebody would have me on radio TV, there was that tinge of fear like, please tell me this is going to be okay. Because like, we've heard about <laughs> n- missiles launching and your house eats you and stuff like this. Yeah. And you know, the refrigerator <laughs> becomes a microwave. And, right. and, and so like, is it going to be okay? And I said, the well, you know, we spent $100 billion on it. Lots of smart people worked on it for three years. By the last week, it was like, so this is all just nonsense, right? It's just, you know, it's just a little, it's no big deal, right? It's a big waste of time. You're just trying to freak us out. It, you know, it astounded me because it meant that my friends, who are all IT people, we IT people can only hang out with IT people because it's, no one else understands us, you know? Right. Unless we have basketball well, be, friends or something like this. Because we're scared of everybody else. <laughs> they fear us. Because we, we read their email. So, so, you so, don't say that out loud. What are you doing? So, so you know, here's, here's perhaps the most important New Year's Eve of my life. And my friends and I spent that at work with a mouse in one hand and a plastic cup of non-alcoholic champagne in the other. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we scammed you on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. But I think the other fallout was, so the next thing that happens is no one seems to remember this. March of 2000, we have a tech stock just tanks. Destroyed. Nothing happens for a year because everyone says, oh, it's a little adjustment. Yep. And it was only March of 2001 people said, that's not an adjustment. (laughs) And that's where the real dot bomb stuff actually happened. That's right. But I think a lot of it came down to the boss said, you know, we didn't upgrade any software for four years and nothing bad happened. Yeah. Maybe you guys have been shamming us. And you add that to the fact that, honestly, the pace of change, and again, here I'm going to demonstrate the value of the white hair, is that I remember microcomputers from 1974 on, and we used to have revolutions every year, every 18 Right. Real revolutions. Yeah, like, totally Holy crap, USB or like... You can't know, imagine. Do you remember when Tandy announced that they were going to come out with a CD, CD drive for your PC? That could burn CDs. Oh, yeah. That was the most anticipated piece of hardware, you know? It was amazing. Whereas now, it's like, does anybody, does anybody out there have a Blu-ray burner on your computers? Those nope. of you listening on the internet right now, raise your hands. See, there you there's go. like none. None. So, there's like none of them out there. There's a Blu-ray. silence. Well, yeah, the, I think the 45 age. gigabytes on one disc. I could put like everything I've ever done on one disc, my whole life. In a disc. disc. And, and then I could. And then lose it. Do a time capsule. <laughs> no, I would, I would dig a hole in the ground. And that's yeah, it. but when they dug it up, it'd be blank. Yeah, but then you start living your life in HD, and then it won't do any good anymore. But why not 3D? You know, the future is not what it's supposed to be. In the early 60s, I would read a magazine called Popular Science. You and don't read it anymore? It's still out there. <laughs> it's it's you know, still there. It's, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't wear size medium either anymore. <laughs> the Popular Science, I'm talking about the future. The future was that we were going to have like personal auto gyros because that's the kind of helicopter that if everything goes wrong, you just kind of whirly bird down or hovercrafts or, or, or jetpack. 
Where is my jetpack? Dude, that, I mean, that dude just flew it across the channel. They're, they're, no, the, the, the French guy. Yeah. That, that's that crazy French what's, guy with the jet engines yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You can buy the jetpacks now. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're about 150 grand. No, there's a basic problem with jetpacks. Okay, so here's the problem. Well, they didn't fix the, well, the no, biggest the two-minute problem. problem. So the problem is, I'm, I'm standing up here, as those of you on the internet can, can see, because <laughs> the timbre of my voice has changed. And so I've got my little controller things for the jetpack. In your hand. There's a thing back here that is producing like 7 million degrees. Yes. Five straight, inches from my ass. Yeah, you don't want to break wind. <laughs> so, was it? You don't want to break wind. That's that after you don't want. I was thinking about the okay. fart side effect. I was just thinking, that, you know, I was just thinking, this is a good way to get a tan. Like, you know, it's like rump roast. So, no, so I'm telling you, there's a company selling burger. these things now. Sure. They really are. Oh, I'm sure they're selling it. Yeah. On the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're selling it. But, the, I mean, the thing is, yeah, the two-minute flight span, like, if you met, considering the attention span of most people, you're going to go along and go, what? I'm out of gas at, you know, 500 feet off the ground. Well, the problem is that it's a, it's a device with a bad failure mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Few recovery options. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know? you're, you're falling out of the sky going, did I back up? <laughs> exactly. I remember taking um, an old vacuum and trying to, you know, like in the back of Boy's Life or whatever the magazine was, and they would have the little hovercraft thing where you had the, the little pad around it. And it would, did you actually build one of those? Actually, yeah, we tried to build one of those. I've things. never been handy. Like, I've seen it, those plans. It worked like, great as long as nothing was sitting on it. Well, I think the basic, the, the basic problem with the hovercraft was that... When you're stopped at a stoplight with a car, yeah. you don't have to do anything. You don't have to exert energy. What the hovercraft does, and the other problem with the hovercraft is a cross breeze. Yeah, since you're yeah, basically exactly. at a zero friction. Yeah. you know. Yep. Hey, when you get Any passed by one semi and you're in a different lane. I've been learning to fly lately, and I'm flying one of those little Cessna 150s. Those are cool. Little two seater. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's an underpowered, underpowered, you know, like slug. underpowered. My oh, ass. The thing runs at 150 miles an hour. A 150. No, it cruises at like 100 or something. Down, it's the, the, the little, on the way down. On the way down. Sure, if you point it straight down. <laughs> I'll tell you, you fly it at 150 miles an hour, you're probably in trouble. Well, how fast do you guys drive in Canada? 100 miles an hour is like Well, a, see, I don't live in Canada. Everybody from, thinks, everybody from, thinks from, I live in Canada. Oh, I assume yeah. that's because, because, because you blame me. Uh, so we're not talking kilometers. We're not. We're talking knots here. Right? Knots. Okay. So what was my point? I forgot what my point was. I don't know. I don't know how we got on this no, whole tangent here. I'm totally lost. We were talking about flying and why it's cool, and I sidetracked you. Uh, by saying it was fast, and you were saying no, it wasn't. Oh yeah, fast. you said something about how the wind blows on hovercraft or something like that, and how it knocks it off. You know, but I mean, you're flying a 1,500 pound or 1,000 pound airplane through the air, and you get a three mile an hour crosswind, it'll blow you way the hell over there. It's absolutely true. You so, know, the hover- hovercraft. And the one ground loop that you make is the one that convinces you that this flying is a bad idea, right? Yeah, I'm really having a fun time with it, though. <sighs> Don't worry, well, it, you know, it, it, that I, will pass. I, no, I, it, no, it just it started to get good. fun. It was scarier than hell. Do, do you want until, to until about even, two lessons ago? Even cooler. Yeah. Find some place where you can get an honest-to-God sailplane, an honest-to-God glider. Because here's the thing. You know the guys, the Schweitzers with the really long wings? Yeah. What's cool about them is, so you're flying, got this little bubble over you. And, you know, flying's fine. When I was a kid, I did it because my dad was a flight instructor. Yeah, but then it's quiet. It, but it's so friggin' noisy in, in aircraft. Where right. Imagine you're just... Yeah, my uncle flies gliders and stuff and took me up once in a, in a two-seat it's, glider. It's, it's amazing. Tell me that, there's some way for us to get back to Windows 7 on That this. and hot air balloons. Honestly. Well, your Windows oh, no, 7 is going to sail into our... No, I don't know. Oh, nice. beautiful. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so is Windows 7 essentially the XP of Vista? Okay, so this I was starting to answer the question before, but... but, but we got to the far more interesting topic. Oh, yeah, so, blame me. I'm trying to figure out what the XP of Vista means, but... Oh, you like that, do you? It's deep, I'm telling you. So what happened was... Microsoft just needed to relax a bit. Yeah. I mean, and just say, look, it'll come. Now, part of the problem was journalists. Guys like me, I did not do it, but I'm saying among my journalistic brethren and sistren, uh, we got to turn out a few columns every month, and sometimes we run out of stuff to write about. And I find that some of my journalistic brethren and sistren are not quite as responsible as I try to be. <laughs> I mean, I think basically what happened was like, you know, 
somebody who writes a column for, I don't know, PC Mag or something like that, or, you know, must have or seen that, must have had heard that their neighbor's plumber's uh, cousin's hairdresser got Vista, didn't like it, and rolled back TextP and said, a trend! There's a trend we can exactly. write about! Exactly. <laughs> and so that, that, that sort of became part of the FUD. And then Apple was was brilliant oh, they, about, they about campaigns. Yeah, they they they're lying, they're lying asses yeah. off about Vista. Yeah. I mean, like, the UAC commercial was a complete and total misrepresentation of UAC, but yeah. everyone knows it. I mean, it's just, it was that bam, that yeah. first image, that, that the memory. The problem is that I think the undereducated, you know, not, folks that are not knowledgeable about technology, that the, you know, ma and pa computer user are deathly afraid of Vista because of all of that energy. They know XP. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I ran the zoo at Microsoft, I would support XP for 20 more years. I would say if you want support beyond 10 years, we didn't plan for it, we're real sorry. Um, but if you sign up for MDOP, because they're trying to hook us on this $5 per desktop, Crack, you know, right, where you right. get, you know, Kit, Kittimer? Not Kittimer. That's a, uh. It's another code name. No, Kittimer was a planet on Star Trek. Um. No, I think it was code name too, but alright. <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> MDAP. Tommy, to whatever. There's, you know, there's this new thing that, uh, that allows you to deploy virtual desktops. And it is dead sexy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be writing about it. I would be talking about it. I would be doing columns on it, except for the fact that the only way that you get to it is through software assurance. So oh, really? Right. Oh, oh, everything yep. good that Microsoft's acquired in the last three years. Racinovich. It's all um, by SoftGrid. Stuff, right? uh, um, the uh, policy administrator thing from Desktop Standard. Mm -hmm. uh, now this new, what is the name of this? Help me, guys. It's a mountain in Japan. Anyway. Right. Fuji? So, How many mountains are there in Japan? <laughs> uh, well, given that it's part of a volcanic chain, well, quite a number. Ah, you'd be difficult. So, so anyway, uh, um, all this stuff, the only way you can get it, is that if you sign up for uh, you know for software crack, which is right. basically you right. know five dollars a month, month the Microsoft desktop opposition, and it's it's wonderful. So if you sign up for software crack, the first thing I think you said was Resinovich. So you get Resinovich. He comes to your house. No. Yeah, that's no, nice. I, all, all, that's all, actually a pretty good deal for five bucks per desktop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm told if you have sufficiently attractive uh, female members, then he'll come anyway. Right. So, okay. <laughs> uh, no, he, uh, yeah, the okay. internal side of his organization. Those are the guys that did ERD Commander and some of that other stuff. Yeah. Sure. Now, Microsoft bought that when they acquired him, right. acquired his, his company. Right. And you're sort of like, what happened? It submerged. It became part of MDOT. Yep. So, but I mean, anyway, so that stuff, virtualization stuff, is actually pretty cool because the notion is, let's say that you had a desktop that's pretty Vista-ish, but you have one line of business app that requires XP. Right. Well, of course, we could put virtual PC on your desktop, and we could set up an XP virtual machine. No, what this thing does is that it has the virtual machine canned on the Hyper-V server, it shoots across to you in a window all its own, kind of like seamless windows in Citrix or remote application. Yeah, right. So it's like you've got all these, what looks like all these apps that are running on your computer. First of all, they're not. They're running on the Hyper-V box down the hall, which means right. somebody else can manage it. But the UI is displayed seamlessly on your desktop as exactly. if it's running on exactly. your computer. Talking about making, making Vista palatable. I think uh, part of it, I, I, I like the Mojave thing. It just tickles me. Yeah. It's just, uh, just too, too darn funny. But, but, uh, but honestly, what I was saying was that some people like the user interface of XP, and I think there's a lot to be said for not screwing with user interfaces. Well, especially I, after it's been in place for four or five right. years. I'm saying if you bought a car, a really cool car, that had eight buttons across the, the dashboard for turn right a lot, turn right not so much, <laughs> et cetera, yeah. yep, that might be bad. You yeah. know? Well, you know, there is certainly that UI angle, and, and I have to think how many people, uh, their only experience with computers has been XP, because it had been so long. Yeah. You know, we're, we, I, I feel like we're the anomaly that we've been doing this long enough that we, I remember mocking mice. You know, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever think. Take your hand off the keyboard, <laughs> are you out of your mind? 
It's true. It's true. But then they put those little dots on the G and the H so you knew where to put your fingers back when you're... Okay. That, then that fixed everything, obviously. For me, I, when I was in high school, uh, I took typing because I was told that everything in college needed to be typed. The right. fact that I took math, and they said, I was in calculus the first day, and I said, do we have to type this? And the guy looked at me like, I had two heads. He says, someone <laughs> asked you to type math homework, son. But I did, I did take this touch typing, and I, I probably have spent all of like three hours of my life on typewriters. But when computers came around, oh, I don't know if you remember this, but but in like 81 and 82, 83, when the PCs were moving into the office space, because Apples were never like businessy enough to be in office spaces, the fact that IBM was doing it, there was a big thing going on where male managers, male middle-aged managers were like, I don't type. And part of it was they were just retards are doing this yeah, one, they this two-finger thing, and they're sitting next to their administrative assistant, who invariably in those days was a woman, mm-hmm. right, and was called a secretary at the time. Right. And if you stop and think about this, this was an amazing productivity change, was that 25 years ago, 26 years ago, if you were a manager, a middle manager, and there was a report to be typed, you'd longhand it or something, and, and in quotes, your girl, or, you know, whatever the, the phrase was, right? Right. Um, that's now sadly, no, now fortunately gone from the language. We'll type it up. Yeah. You know, we had rows and rows and rows of word processing operators. People yeah. just sitting there typing away a million uh, lines per second yeah. on a Wang word processor. No one does that anymore. No, everybody types. A side effect stuff. of PCs is that the, this whole job of being a typist just disappeared everybody all the time. Everybody types their own stuff. Yeah, everyone. But I mean, but that, so it was funny for a while there when I was teaching people how to get started with computers. It was the cool thing in the early '80s was that PCs kind of popped so much, and it just it just it was one of those overnight inflection points that they'd hire anybody. And I don't know if you recall this, but there was a lot of barriers to entry. Uh, to a lot of white-collar jobs if you were female or black, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. But the need for PC support was so great that a lot of that dissolved, A. And B, guess who the fastest people on the keyboards were? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it was the, 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 the women that had just come out of college, and, this, and somebody said, take touch typing just in case. It was right. like, you know, we hope we never need it. But And, and so, um, so I was magic because I was one of the few male consultants that could look type. at you and type like this, like, how do you do that? <laughs> it's all about the little knobs on the keyboard. I know I can't do that. So I, as a touch typer, you're right, until the little buttons came on, the, t- the little bumps, I would put my hands on the home row wrong, and I could type garbage at like 60 words a second. Yeah, perfectly. One <laughs> key right. over. It was an encodement system. And the hardest part was um, getting the white out off of the screen. That was just, you know. Uh, you worked, uh, you've been working all that whole half hour just to get that line. Just, no, no, it just line. bubbled back into my unconscious. <laughs> I haven't used that joke in about 18 years. Uh, lovely. <laughs> astounding. There are neurons that have been lying asleep for almost two decades. Well, I'm glad we stimulated them. I'm probably close to dying, actually, uh-huh. so we brought it back. What I want to know is what the hell is whiteout? <laughs> <laughs> that hey. is pretty much astounding. I, I, who did I have a conversation with? Maybe it was Amy. I was talking recently about how they had a kid who was like 18 or 20 or something like that, and they said that the parents had old movies. Yeah. But she's like, what old? Like on film. No, VCR. Ooh. Oh, Stop and think about it. DVDs have been pretty much currency yeah, for at least around, 15, 20 years. Been around so, for a while, you know. yeah. That's very funny. I had a, I had a foster kid that uh, I showed a cassette tape to. Had never seen a cassette tape before. CDs was the, you know, I mean, young kid. Did you show him the tape because you had your TRS-80 program? That's your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, we had, I remember, because that, that reminds me, remember back in the day, it wasn't even the magazine, it was the Apple, uh, it was on newsprint, and you, you would get it, and you'd have page after page after page of Apple Basic. Oh, we well, saw that magazine. Computing. Oh, creative Typing, computing, yeah. yeah. And, and I remember getting Soft those. Basic. There was a few <clears throat> magazines where you type the programs in from the magazine. Yeah, and, you, and it would draw. And kilobyte. Yeah. Kilobyte. And I remember, uh, so my friend my friend back when I was a kid growing up, Mark Hennens and I, and his dad had a, one of the 
the first plastic apples, or the Apple II, I guess it was the, the, the plain Apple II, and uh, got that cassette drive. And I remember listening to the cassette and playing it back on a regular oh, cassette, painful. thinking how painful it painful. was. But yeah, but you remember sitting there, sitting there, and just typing those things in, you know, one character, not knowing how to type because I didn't learn to touch type. Trying to come up with something different because for a while there, I think it was either Creative or um, or Kilobud had a barcode, and the idea was that they would right. say this little simple thing, and instead right. of you typing in all this nonsense, you, use the you would swipe it across the bar. It never worked. Worth no, it never worked well. I remember because Mark's dad got one of those too, and ended up, I think, taking it back or something. It was. Uh, that stuff was expensive. Those were the days. So, in any case, the, uh, the, the point is that it would be nice if there were a way to, for Microsoft to extend XP's life for longer. And I wonder if it would be palatable for their customers, for them to say something like, okay, we realize that some of you want to support some XP desktops. Because, I, mean, let's, right. let's, let's, I mean, people love XP, for God's sake. Have you ever heard of a company having a bestseller they just stopped offering? You know, it would be like McDonald's saying, Big Macs, we're done with them. You know, they're so old, let's do something different. It'd be like Toyota saying, we'll just shutter the Camry. We don't need the Camry anymore. They're so boring. Or like Coke, change it. All right, that They did do it. But I mean, this, this is, this may be the new Coke of operating systems. Well, Coke learned the hard lesson. No, they absolutely did. And, and I hope Microsoft learns it because, look, I want new operating systems because I, I do like Vista. I mean, I could probably name, I could talk for 16 hours about what I like about Vista. Oh, yeah. There's annoying stuff about it, sure, but most of the annoying stuff goes away if, A, you have the right hardware. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as you've heard me say before, my Lenovo T61P, which I love. Um, <laughs> stick 8 gigs of RAM on that baby, fast yep. hard drive, and yep. it, just, it does amazing Things stuff. are beautiful. I mean, it's funny, when I'm on XP now and I click like command prompt, when I don't get a UAC prompt, I'm like, Something wrong? Yeah, something, <laughs> something went wrong. What just happened? I'll get used to that stuff. The, uh, but of course, not a lot of people worried about Win 3.1 anymore. And not a lot of people worried about even NT4 or 2000 anymore. So do, do eventually you know XP that, will go away. Do you know that uh, on July 21st of this year, Microsoft finally stopped support for Windows for Workgroups 3.11? Wow. And the reason is, I was like, why, why would this be? It turns out there's a whole bunch of embedded devices that have networking in them, and they need just enough net buoy or some, just enough TCP. And I guess Microsoft recast uh, Windows Workgroup 3.11 just enough that there's these little devices, and they finally said, forget about it. We're not supporting it anymore. That's oh. enough. And so the original plan <clears throat> was that Microsoft recognized the business has plateaued. I mean, if we only had 2,000 professional and 2,000 server in our boxes right now, you know, the world would keep spinning. And, yep. You know, we'd still keep making money. So <clears throat> it's clear that at this point, where it's more of an automobile company model in the sense that there's a, you know, why would you upgrade to a new automobile? If we, if, if your car didn't actually wear out, why would you ever stop using your car? I mean, are there technological reasons you say, gotta have it, gotta have it? And, and there are new features that come along, but the, the, ascent, the breaks, core of driving from one place to another hasn't changed. Has not changed. The fact that my car knows where, I, where you know, knows the destination, is getting traffic data from from XM, and is telling me to change my track and so forth. That's cool. That's how I justified my new car, oddly enough. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, there are things going on. We have I mean, traffic in Canada? Yeah, we do actually. It's like not that many people here. How could you have, how could you have traffic? Well, we have one highway. So, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay. One highway. Yeah? Highway one, all the way across the country. It fills up sometimes. I'll be learned. <laughs> American <laughs> tourists, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you guys are just better about the borders, then you could keep uh, keep us out. You know? Wait. Anyway, let's move along. <laughs> let's move along. Yes. So, You're mocking me, aren't you? So you got Windows Seven, the client. You got Windows uh, Server Seven, which is now Server Two Thousand Eight Hundred Two. 
And then we got this, and that's that's a recent announcement, that's really, right? That's really what they're going to do. Is that Windows Seven Server is actually 2008 R2? Right. Yeah, well, that R2 stuff comes from is 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 beyond me. No, and I, I just we had an interview with Ian McDonald not that long ago, who's you know GM for this whole thing. Yep. He loves the R2 thing. He thinks it's yeah. great. Okay, and I honestly I don't want to argue with the guy. He Ian scares me. Also, the guy who in Barcelona said. So, Rock, we're going to finally get the um, the live migration stuff, which is vMotion. And he says, I know everybody's talking about that, but, you know, we talk to customers, and, you know, nobody really uses it. I'm like, Ian, what color is the sky on your planet? <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice man, and he's very smart. He's a great he's, guy. He's yeah. a company man. He's, oh. he's a, that's his big deal. He's a cheerleader and a company man. And, and so, uh, again, smart guy, but... Mm. No, the, the, I think the big thing is that the original plan was Windows 7 will come out like 2012 giving them four years to come up with cool new technologies. But I think they panicked. I mean, I see this as like Microsoft saying, well, you know, let's just change the conversation. We're sorry about Vista. We'll do something else because... Well, and then, and then there's this vibe that's saying Vista is the new ME. Well, and this, I, don't, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm with you, I wish I Mark. could sell 140 million copies of my books. Yeah, there you go. That's how many copies of my books. It is unfair, yeah. but, yeah. you know, the, the words are out there. Well, yeah, Windows ME... is fascinating that Server 2008 which has an identical kernel to Vista. Right. I don't hear people saying to me, Oh, they love you it. Know, it runs too slow. 2008 runs too slow. It's incompatible. There's no, I don't hear any of those things. But it, it so, which begs the question, is the issues with Vista configuration? Or is no, it, no, no, no. Or is it even image. technical at all? It's not technical. It's, it's perception. It's, 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 this is a people image. problem, not a technology it's problem. Image. Yeah. Still, this comes but, back But again, to part of the people problem is, my dad would be perfectly happy if he never had to buy a new computer ever again. Right. Yeah. All he does is surf the web. Annoy his kids with email and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, you know, he really doesn't need to run Halo. So my, my mother wants a new computer because she feels hers is breaking down. And so I take the image I took when I built it in the first place and put it back. And it's like, she's got a new computer. Well, she's completely happy. Right. So what is it? This is the whole, and when she says, well, how did you do that? What happened? I says, you know, software is like fatty food and your computer needed angioplasty. <laughs> When my dad does that, he says, you know, that XP box you set up was pretty quick, but, you know, now it's kind of slow. I, I'm tempted to say, well, you know, Dad, when you buy a computer, there's only so many dilithium crystals in the power supply. And as time goes on, you just have to buy You're running out of them. No, that's all there is to it. using my powers for evil and not for good, then. I'm sworn, sworn not to do that. Sorry not to do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, sounds like an opportunity to stop. Mark, I don't know that we actually talked about anything in a half an hour. You know what? But, but it was I always fun. enjoy talking about nothing with you. All right. Thank Let's you so much. <laughs> We'll talk to you next time on Run As Radio. Hey.